everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Divine Data. My name is Samantha Rose Paprin, and today I have Party Maverick, who's here to change the world one decentralized dance party at a time. Gary Lachance, how are you? Doing pretty well. And you? I'm doing pretty well myself. Where are you right now? I'm in beautiful British Columbia, Vancouver, Canada. Sun is just setting. Sun is just setting. Thank you for letting us know exactly where you are in the time frame. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. I want to know a little bit about yourself. Give, give us your elevator pitch. Who are you? How, how long is this elevator ride? <laughs> <laughs> you got some floors. You're good. I am apparently a bit of an unusual person. Um, hard to know where to begin. Yeah, I guess I've been way into partying and adventures and the whole open source movement and the ideas of liberating myself and humanity and living life to the fullest for a very long time. And that has led me to all kinds of interesting places, interest, meeting interesting people such as yourself and to the development of the decentralized dance party is the main project I've been working on for the last 10 years where we get hundreds of vintage boom boxes and an FM transmitter that beams out music and voice. And then we hand them out to people and lead them on roaming party adventures. We've done these all over the world and it is this amazing social alchemy that instantly unites and bonds people and breaks down inhibitions and you have these beautiful interactions in society that are very rare what sparked hopefully the not first what sparked the first ever decentralized dance party and where well, was it it's been called for a long time tom and gary's decentralized dance party although we want to open source it and have people doing their own all over the world which is starting to happen but yeah, my best friend Tom and I, we used to run all over the city with one boombox with an iPod plugged in, having the most crazy, hilarious adventures. And then one night we were out on a bike ride. We had two boomboxes and our iPods died. So tuned them into the same radio station. And that was the eureka moment where it was like, what if we got a hundred boomboxes and our own transmitter and became our own radio station and created the coolest party the world had ever seen. That's where it began. Where was the first ever like legitimate DDP where you were like, yeah, this is it. We're going to be doing this. <laughs> that was the one where I nearly died. That was the third ever Halloween 2009. The first two, we had the small transmitter. So we were just stationary, but this one we had everyone was wearing I went and bought out like all the banana suits they had at Value Village and we were just running all over the city like partying on the subway and the sea bus sky train and yeah it was just the most <laughs> beautiful thing it was so exciting and so awesome and then uh, at some point good friend Brody and I decided to jump off this very 
very high precipice into the water and it was low tide so it was like 10 or 15 feet shallower than it was normally which was very sketchy to begin with and I was so fired up I tried to do a backflip and over rotated and landed right on my face and I think I knocked myself out (laughs) (laughs) guardian angels like pulled me out of the water and I survived with a concussion and like bleeding ear and nose and then we kept partying (laughs) wow you are a party warrior if i've ever heard of one that is for sure uh i do what i can i know greater warriors than i but yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean i don't know if i'd keep partying through that so that's pretty impressive to me um party warrior my eyes for sure i mean I think, didn't you say, isn't it one of your intentions is to win the Nobel Peace Prize for partying? Yeah, this thing started out as like a crazy, drunken, ridiculous thing. But then as it got bigger and we got more and more people involved and it wasn't just me and my crazy friends, we started seeing it's just like the most beautiful interactions between like completely opposite social groups and old people and like little kids were coming out and it was just like this amazing social alchemy like we'd never seen before and it was I was also in the middle of the hockey riot here in 2011 and that was when I really realized like in the middle of that you saw this like crazy hive mind I'd heard of hive mind and group think before but it was like a switch got flipped and people were like a lot of people just became these like crazy zombies like destroying anything they could but the same thing happens in these ddps it's like a joy mob it's like a peace riot and we're actually like waging peace with these things and it's just this when everybody it's not like watching a show on a stage where you're watching someone's like everyone who has a boombox becomes a node in this network and they're a performer and everyone's on the same level and when you're running around total strangers can join in so you just have these amazing interactions and all of a sudden people are out like walking their dog or whatever and then they're in the middle of this party and everyone's just in this joy riot cheering them on and it's like the coolest thing I think potentially the most powerful force for uniting humanity totally and human connection is so valuable right now especially during the times that we're living through Um, And you're doing a really fantastic job of, you know, switching into the virtual world with these party pods that you've created. And I'd love to talk about, you know, how to scale these party pods virtually and like a precise plan for people to follow or an idea of a plan for people to follow to start implementing this and getting involved. Yeah, (laughs) we're still figuring all that out. But maybe I'll remove these for you. There he is. We can improve the connection here. So, yeah, another big thing with this project is there's a lot to know about it. There's a 10-year history, and it's a strange thing. But the biggest thing for me is the intention behind it and the self-appointed spiritual advisor so my role is to make sure it never loses its spirit um 
which involves many things, but uh, one of them is to keep it adhere to open source principles. So ideally never have this become branded or co-opted by any kind of corporate sponsor. So we've done our best to crowdfund it from the very beginning and have it as this of the people, by the people, for the people movement. There's a lot of parallels to Burning Man, having it decommodified. Um, so yeah, we have people all over the world that have been resonating with this idea. And now obviously it's the pandemic and we're trying to figure out how to respond to a world where <laughs> people can't interact in public anymore. So yeah, we've started doing these virtual parties and it's still super early days of figuring out how to do it. We've only had three so far. And the main thing I was trying to figure out was like, are these awesome? And is this still a powerful way to unite people? And I think it definitely is. And we're getting better and better at figuring out how to make people have the best possible experience. And what I've realized too, is that like our goal was always this simultaneous global dance party. And we've had a lot of ideas on how to make that happen. But now doing these parties on Zoom, you can have like a thousand people in one room and they're linked together by video. And so what I realized was that each of those people could potentially be out in the world with a sound box or whatever, blasting music and they could have, there's been a lot of social distancing parties and balcony parties where like the whole side of an apartment building is all getting down. So this is a way we could instantly simultaneously have thousands of people around the world tuned in playing music. But the coolest thing is that you also have a video feed. Like they could also have a camera projecting the party so we can highlight them one at a time. And just from this like <laughs> weird command center right here, we could have thousands of people all over the world tuned in and partying and then just find ways to scale that and make it all happen. I'm actually, I'm supposed to be talking tonight. One of our main goals too has always been to unite people in war zones or areas where they weren't able to mix. So there was like extreme animosity and we're trying to figure out how to do it. And one of those was the Israel-Palestinian area and we were actually over there kind of by chance at this decentralization conference a few years ago and based on that experience my hopes weren't very high that it would work out but I was like racking my brain trying to figure out like how could we do this and one of the ideas I'd forgotten was maybe if we got them together virtually it could be a way to start bridging that divide so i'm supposed to be talking to a couple friends tonight who loved the idea and wanted to try and make it happen so i hope to see that happen yeah it's, it's a very tricky situation so i have to be very careful and mindful but yeah it's amazing this whole new virtual reality <laughs> the potential for it and yeah, just trying to figure out how we can best be of service in this strange time. 
Yep, absolutely. Um, your unofficial son, Jack of Vive, made a post the other day about how, you know, we used to view, or he used to view at least um, technology, and a lot of people do, as the enemy, but right now it is our source of connection, it's our source of unity. Um, it is how humanity is surviving right now. And it is, um, you know, a, a, a reality that we have to understand as something we've already known we've been stepping into, you know, with the creation of blockchain technology and everything being moved onto the internet, um, people saw this coming. I mean, we've been calling, I've been calling this whole life thing the biggest virtual reality game ever. So it's, yeah. <laughs> it's essentially, we've essentially been prepping for this our whole lives. And it's so interesting to see the shift happening. Um, and speaking of shifts, I think that's a good transition from you to maybe tell us a bit about that puppy dog that's sat behind you, Mr. Doge. The Doge. The Doge. Um, <laughs> our guiding light, our Dogely North Star. You want to know the, the full meal deal? I think I want the whole story. I think I need to really digest this all. And I think that the viewers may not know much about Doge. Yeah. So let's learn some Doge. It's important to get the full story. So rewind to 2013. And yeah, I've been way into open source, everything. Decentralization for a long time. Someone showed me Bitcoin back in 2011. I was like, wow, virtual money. This is amazing. Unfortunately, didn't acquire any at the time when it was three bucks a coin. But yeah, I definitely kept watching it and really believed in it and knew the potential for it. And then, yeah, things were heating up in 2013. And I was like, yeah, this is perfect. Decentralized currency, decentralized dance party. And I was reaching out to the Bitcoin community to try and get them stoked on what we were doing and hopefully get some support. And there wasn't too much uptake. And then it was late 2013. My buddy Kyle, who uh, he filled in as Tom after the original Tom left. There's actually been many Toms. He just went wild and he was like <laughs> trying to get like a few of every crypto and he kept sending me messages all day. He's like, buy this one, buy that one. I was like, dude, I'm too busy. Like <laughs> I don't want to. And then one day he messaged me and he's like, buy Dogecoin. I was like, no, that sounds stupid. Dogecoin. And then he came over. We were doing a party that night for a big tech company, Hootsuite. It was like their Christmas party. And he came over and he showed me this thing. You can find it on the internet. It's like an image that says lost doge, like D-O-G-E. And then it says many concerns, so scare, wow, or something. I didn't know the meme. So I was like, this is funny. I just thought it was someone with bad English who wrote this thing. And they wrote, wow. <laughs> I thought that was the funniest thing. <laughs> they just put wow on this sign. So I was like, yeah, I like this. And then we did this party and we ended up drinking way too much. And I remember we were the CEO in the hot tub at the end and we were just yelling at him. Was like, do your whole payroll in Dogecoin. We didn't know how to pronounce it. We're like, do it. And he's like, I don't know, should I? And we're like, yeah, you should do it. And this is when it was like, the price was starting to rocket up for the first time. 
And if he'd actually done it, like everyone in the company would have been super rich. It didn't happen. And I just have these vague memories of Kyle and my other friend, grass-fed Jeff. They were like on PayPal or on eBay trying to eat. It wasn't even on any exchanges at this point. You had to like send money to anonymous people on eBay through PayPal. And they were just like, oh, I got ripped off again. <laughs> like They just kept getting all their money stolen on eBay. And it was just like such early days of crypto. And then, so that was the intro to Doge for me. And then we just printed out stickers we did doge parties we went and invaded the airport on halloween that year and we called it the doge party and we had like bitcoin and doge qr codes and i just had this face was everywhere in my house and i was just like man i'm not getting tired of this and we kept looking at it and we were like people always independently they're like this is kind of like the modern mona lisa or the the buddha the new buddha and then it just <laughs> kept going like we did my buddies were doing Camp Bitcoin at Burning Man in 2014, and then they couldn't make it. So I took it over and we made it Camp Dogecoin. And we were like on all these like news interviews, TV interviews, and crypto interviews about this whole thing. And we did this whole speaker series that was like the start of Camp Decentral where we met Griff. And then it just kept going. We had all these realizations like Doge spelled backwards is E God or ego death and so many people that saw this face were just like this is like something's going on here this is like the buddha assuming its ultimate form and just totally. he's, he's looking at me with like a very all-knowing wise look sorry to interrupt but i've been noticing that keep going there's a twist it's actually a she she excuse me so sorry she forgives but yeah, this face, this meme, somehow this face with this look has just inspired so much silliness and so much goodwill. Like the Dogecoin community, they were, they sent the Jamaican bobsled team to the Olympics and they put this face on the NASCAR and it was all about like tipping and charity and community. Whereas Bitcoin was more about uh, not those things necessarily. So yeah, it's just been this divine avatar for this whole community and this whole movement. And I feel like it's just the perfect figurehead for the whole decentralization movement. Because to me, it embodies all the essential values of a vibrant community. Yeah, one of my favorite quotes is, if it's not fun, it's not sustainable. And that is the guiding guiding light of the DDP. I think it needs to be like this whole decentralization community, the thought of decentralizing the world and building this whole new world is like, if we're not guided by these values of community and togetherness and fun and silliness and ego D, ego death, dissolving the ego, then I think we're just gonna recreate the same old problems. So my goal has been to embody and imbibe all those things imbue all those things imbue those things will you explain what you mean by um, moving from ecosystems into ecosystems oh yeah that's another thing that recently clicked in my mind so i think this is a quote from griff 
benevolent dictator of Camp Decentral. The decentralization is the transition from ego systems to ecosystems. So traditional centralized power structures, you saw people at the top not necessarily getting there by being kind or benevolent. It was generally the most ruthless in a lot of cases who rose to the top. And it was about ego and it was about amassing power and wealth and influence for yourself. Whereas open source like Bitcoin is a great example of a fairly egoless ecosystem where the creator was anonymous. It's this like biggest breakthrough ever. And it's this Nobel prize winning, like supremely genius technology. And this person just gives it away and it, you don't even know who they are. So with the open source revolution, it's all about creating this new community commons architecture that anyone has access to, anyone can build on. It's not patented or copywritten or locked down for your benefit. It's like building the new world for anyone, everyone's benefit. And there's a quote from Michael Pollan I heard recently. He said, uh, the opposite of ego is spirituality. And that's where this clicked even more for me. So like this whole open source revolution and this whole silliness revolution <laughs> is spirituality and this is all like <laughs> i'm piecing together the church of decentralization based on all these notions and pretty excited for all that <laughs> yeah it's amazing i think that it, there's something really to be said about you know this is the game of life this is maya we're playing here it should be play it should be um you know, led with this like childlike joy of freedom of individual expression. And it should be the space where everyone feels safe to learn and teach each other, like from each other to each other, instead of just seeking out, you know, the notoriety for the egoic reasons. We're doing this together to like stand arm in arm with our power bands on and have like loads of fun and, um, you know, empower each other and teach each other, inspire each other by being our best selves and enjoying living life through joy um, and trying to find that human connection and that space and that oneness. And, you know, for me, I found myself in the decentralization space very randomly and I immediately knew that I'd found soul family because it was how I always wanted the world to be it is how they envision the world to be how we envision the world to be is you know a space where the power is given back to the people and the community and everyone's you know self-sovereign beings yet holding hands in it together at the same time and that's really beautiful and that's what I see come through whenever you're in the space with the DDP and, you know, I'm rocking like a bunch of your gear right now. I'm wearing, <laughs> you know, repping, um, got my power bands and got my jammy pack and um, you, the parties that you're hosting online, especially like what a space for me to find myself in and for anyone to find themselves in it's, it's freeing and liberating and, um, 
so lovely to meet people all around the world, especially the people who stay up until 5 a.m., wherever they are. <laughs> yeah, we got some diehards already. It's only been three times. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. I think this is exactly what we need. I was out for a walk a couple nights ago just thinking of, like, this is such a weird scenario, this whole crazy pandemic, bizarro world. Like, I have to keep, it just is so surreal. And I've just been trying to figure out what I should be doing. And I remembered this quote, don't ask what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive and go do that. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Mm. And yeah, just getting these virtual parties going again has just been so uplifting and so great for me. And if I can be high vibe in doing those and spreading that, I think it's feels like <laughs> the best I can do to be of service in these strange times, even though some people I haven't got any criticism yet directly, but I don't know. Some people might think we're insensitive or idiots or whatever, but you know, I think right. that I think that there's always gonna be people who are triggered by something and that's just their own wounding. And I've been actually really coming to terms yeah. with the fact that like those who hate will soon emulate because you're still planting seeds in their subconscious. It's just a barrier that they've built for themselves and it's, you know, just being able to be unconditionally forgiving and understanding and accepting of all of that and knowing that like there are going to be people you know I'm recently coming out and starting like a show and I'm saying things on the internet in spoken word and writing things that are mm -hmm. very open-minded that might trigger people um but I'm finding right now is really truly the essence of this time is finding your voice, is stepping authentically yeah. into who you are and um, expressing that freely and feeling safe to do so because it's no longer, you know, while it's interesting that it's time to wear masks, but it's also time to take off the other mask, masks that we've been <laughs> wearing for so long. Um, yeah, and good really really reveal who we are and really not just reveal who we are to the world, but first and foremost to ourselves. And I think that with the DDP, especially it's such a nice platform to allow freedom and silliness and joy and expression to come through. And, you know, you inspired me to come on here on my talk show and wear like silly, like power bands, which are badass and make me feel like a superhero, you know, and, um, and it, and it makes me feel personally like I'm embodying the light that I am, the colors, the joy, the freedom. Like, I don't think I'm not, like, I don't think there's a moment during the DDPs where I'm not smiling. <laughs> yeah, it's great to see you taking the mask off. Any regrets? Never, never. <laughs> I have a tattoo on my body. I have a no regrets tattoo. It's um, but it's a French Edith Piaf quote, so I think it looks a little better than just no regrets. But it's true. I don't have regrets in this life because everything, every everything, I've ever gone through, even like the hard things, the not so pretty things. I'm very happy that I did because I am who I am today. I'm you know 
surrounding myself with the people I'm surrounding myself with yourself included. And so I'm proud of everything and definitely not always proud of expressing myself and taking the mask off when it comes to the DDP. That stuff is fun. That's what is freeing. Yeah. I don't think it's something anyone would ever regret. And that's uh, yeah. We have this DDP field manual that was started five years ago, but never officially released. And it just goes deep into how like centralized society, AKA terminal consumer culture. It's really just this device for dissociating us and dividing us from our true selves and all the conditioning that starts in school and just the repression and like it's insane that our school they're not about self-knowledge or self-mastery it's just about memorizing facts and fitting people into this society and like the whole system was designed to make obedient soldiers and factory workers and that's, that's sort of what society is but all this open source, everything, and all these platforms and partying, I think it's the ultimate antidote to that. And freedom is exciting. And that's uh, a big part of the DDP too, is we have our party manifesto, AKA the seven commandments of successful partying. And it's basically just a recipe for dissolving the ego that's been instilled by centralized power structures, centralized society. So it's like costumes, props, music, atmosphere. And the idea is that if you get all these ingredients together and ideally the highest dose possible, then yeah, it's a recipe for losing ego and losing inhibitions and just expressing and living free. Oh, there you go. Yep. I thought about it, I debated it, and now you're telling me about this, and I'm like, all right, here it is. I'm gonna wear my mermaid tail headband. Now you've transcended. Sunglasses can help, too. Power up. So yeah, that's what's going on. My unofficial son has also entered the room. Sorry, I'm busy, but I love both of you. He says he's busy, but he loves both of us. I guess we'll have to just take it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, like you asked earlier, figuring out how to best scale this thing worldwide is something I'm thinking about all the time now. One of the ideas is to have like a multiple sacred party fires going. So you'd have like a Zoom channel that's 24 hours a day. You have ordained DDP nodes who are just hosting parties, different music, different theme, different parts of the world, but all following the party manifesto. A big part of it too is making it totally family friendly. That's crucial for this too. So it's like the most inclusive party possible. And to me, that's like the coolest thing is having young and old people mixing. It's not just like a certain culture group. Yeah, like a sacred fire that's can never burn out. We have to have these sacred virtual party channels that are constantly burning for all time. And then as soon as possible, hopefully translate them out into the real world and just meld it all together and have party singularities and transcendence and Nobel prizes and all those good things. 
So what you're saying to me is that there may be an opportunity for me to host a DDP of my own. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) Oh my goodness. This seems like a dream come true. I feel like I would only want to do it though, Gary, if you promised that you would come. I'll promise. Okay. I'll be there. I'll, I'll have to schedule it on a day that you can actually be there because I would feel so honored to host a DDP and have you attend. You better play good music. Okay, now the pressure's on. Now I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> it would be an honor to attend. Thank you, good sir. Then I shall, no. I shall start curating a kid-friendly, a family-friendly playlist. Yeah, no curse and words. I, and I shall start gathering all of the costumes and props. Yes, and you're already a Zoom master, right? I have a Zoom account. Nice. Yeah, it's Zoom master him. flex. Yeah, it's really complicated. Like people probably just think you just turn Zoom on and throw a party, but to like, you have to have all these different computers and figure out the audio channels and there's all these settings and just like constantly highlighting people and jumping back and forth. It's just this whole new like virtual party alchemy science. It's crazy, but I can absolutely do anything that I set my mind to. And I have like a really strong will to host my own DDP. So I will make sure to have all of the technology that I need and all of the knowledge that I need. Um, That could be something Mm -hmm. cool. Are people hosting like online, like zoom lessons? Um, probably, but yeah, I'm going to make a whole guide on just that once I've mastered it a little bit more. We've got it figured out now, like all you really need is a computer and then one of these little boxes. So you just plug in the mic and your music source and those things are only like 60 bucks. So that's all you, that's all you really need to get the audio going so yeah for like a hundred bucks you can be set up be a ddp master flex yes but yeah it's a really interesting time we were talking earlier about technology yeah like my buddy just went to some minecraft video game virtual festival the other day and said it was amazing and this is just like this i've never been like against technology or thinking it's bad. I mean, it's all just tools and it's just how we use them. And, but yeah, the potential here for like connecting everybody and just melding all this together. And whenever we're able to safely hang out in public again, like I think it's cool. And I think it's a way to, and all these people that are just going live, we're at this like thousand person, like crazy dance party the other day. And it's like, like people are just forgetting like people used to have notions of privacy and like worrying about what they do online it's just like a thousand people like going wild at this uh what was it it's like a lgbtq non-binary fundraiser party and it was like a thousand people in this giant zoom room like live streaming and no one's like (laughs) thinking or caring at all about like 
what they look like and it's just like this the whole world now is just this crazy open forum for like public expression and connection and it's like yeah it's changing everything very rapidly and it's the fact that it's live too it's like people used to like message and write stuff on reddit or whatever but now it's just like instant hang out with everyone crazy like quantum <laughs> light speed cultural evolution happening it's like so crazy in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> well it's it's incredible because it's like it's incredible how fast humans like found a solution to the fact that like our right to assembly had been stripped from us before our very yeah. eyes and it's like no we're still going to connect and create community yeah it's funny that was like the one of the first things people started doing it's like how do we party with this we were a little bit slow because i was away at this like right when the pandemic broke out i was away at this breathwork retreat like just getting headlines <laughs> like the world descending into chaos but well, yeah what point what poignant timing for you to go to a breathwork retreat and like learn how to center and ground yourself during a time of high tension turbulence yeah yeah definitely the breath is everything very excited and yeah they're doing virtual breathwork sessions now as well and everything's going virtual and stuff too like i was just like i'm just trying to talk to as many people as i can and see how their lives are like i was on the phone with the credit card company bank the other day and that guy i was like yeah are you in office or you're working from home now it's like yeah i'm working from home and you have all these doctors like for years i was like why can't you just tell me results over the phone but they're like now this is finally forcing everyone to be able to do this and have this ability and it's like yeah the world is going to be never be the same like why would you want all these people like for the bank like why do you want everyone driving and parking in some big building somewhere they can be at home with their family like watching their kids homeschooling their kids maybe while they're doing this at home so like and just like home delivery amazon everything like we're gonna see a lot of very interesting decentralization of things i think and absolutely and people are going to be able time. to see how accessible a life like on the road is as well you know i've been doing the digital nomad life for almost nine years and oh, yeah. um yeah i've been moving around the planet traveling the nodes and just sprinkling my light and gathering some knowledge and falling in love and getting my heart broken and doing all <laughs> the things that you're supposed to do yeah. when you're a human being and um you know expressing my freedom of expression expressing my you know free will to choose where i want to be and you know how i want to live my life how i want to make my money and i think that that's you know the most integral part for humans to wake up to is that it is a choice. And I know that there, it comes from somewhat of a place of privilege to be able to say that. But I think that if the more people who realize it um, start to wake up to it and we start to, you know, decentralize out and move away from the biggest cities and move away from all of the, what was normal because we have to, because those systems are crumbling and there's no other way but to build a new, I think yeah. that you know we will give more and more people opportunity to um, lead 
more free of lives, even if they aren't in that privilege at this present moment. Mm -hmm. For sure. No, that was a big realization I had the other day is like, with everything going, or a lot of things going virtual, like cities are going to make a lot less sense than they used to. People are seeing like, our supply lines, all these systems are fragile. And like if things shut down for a month or two, they start really breaking down. So like the amount of people now that are going to be thinking about decentralizing out somewhere else to live in the smaller community with their friends and grow their own food, like decentralized food production, solar decentralized energy and becoming self-sovereign and not relying on governments to, or any of these super centralized agriculture, anything to supply like total necessities. Like if we see like food, shelter, water, like breaking down, like, I mean, it takes a crisis usually for people to change their behavior and look for answers, new possibilities. So that's our challenge here too, is to figure out how to make these things work as quickly as we can. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's just with the destruction comes creation. Like we had to mess it up to learn how to fix it um, kind of thing. And that's where we're at right now, I think. And um, I think we're doing a pretty good job at how quickly it has accelerated, you know? Um, things like Burning Man have already moved virtual. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, though, the burner community thrives pretty well in adversity. Absolutely. Some Incredible. very smart, smart weirdos in there. Is there going to be a DDP fixed. room at the... Uh, the virtual burn oh yeah has to yeah. happen yeah yeah I think that happen. community i'd look to them more than anyone else for like leadership and figuring this out and who you should align with in this time <laughs> i didn't think about it till now but like how smart and creative and adaptive they are and good at surviving we still haven't heard from my son he's very fastidious in his routine so at night he'll put on his glasses his blue light blocking glasses and stop talking at a certain time it's the secret yeah. of his unprecedented focus he's a uh -oh. determined man uh-oh hello <laughs> love you five how are you <laughs> shock of five that is probably the coolest thing the DDP has ever spawned. Shock came out a few years ago to our parties and got inspired and now he started his own crazy, amazing, uh, he doesn't call it partying, he calls it vibing, which is, Shock, how does that quote go? The, the art of accessing joy. The art of accessing joy through human connection. So. He's become this crazy party scientist wizard in public using these giant sound box speakers to throw my favorite parties all over the world. They're just total magic. And now he's also taking it virtual and figuring out how to scale it globally. And it's very inspiring, and very awesome. And learn a lot from that little whippersnapper every day. <laughs> 
You know, he's got quite the energy, that guy. And I've yeah. enjoyed a couple of his, um, I've vibed with him a couple times at Envision and Anarchapoco. And um, he's just always got this like ear to ear grin, ready to go, ready to enlighten, enliven, and enrich any party, any space that he walks into. Um, and it's yeah. a really unique um, gift, a unique calling. I love um, how inspired he was by you and the DDP. And I love that it is creating that trickle effect already. Um, and now that you're opening it and decentralizing it even more by like, you know, passing down these codes and these keys to people so that they can create their own is incredible. Yeah, it's great. It's really cool. Like we've never had any kind of disputes or issues. Like we each have our own visions and ways to approach this and we're just supporting each other and cooperating and sharing resources wherever we can. I should say the Vive website, vive.life. So check out the world's preeminent party scientist. Awesome. Thank you so One much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, the ddp.com. T-H-E-D-D-P.com. And yeah, right at the top, there's links to, we're doing these virtual parties every Saturday night. There's an extra one, what was it, Wednesday? Two nights from now. Yeah, we're doing one this Friday night, briefly. Do you know who Zachary Ty Bryan is? Are you old enough for that? I'm, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Yeah, you gotta be probably 10 years older to <laughs> know and care. He's like this like child star of this uh, tool time, or what is it called? Home Improvement sitcom. And apparently he's like Home big... Improvement is Jacques um, hammering something right now. <laughs> he's making food very loudly. <laughs> utter disregard for this interview absolutely fine hmm? i it's absolutely fine i think that this is all the time that i have in me is getting late here but i absolutely adore you thank you so much for what you're doing for the collective thank you so much for your friendship and i'm so excited to continue to see the virtual gdp growing online I'm so excited for the day that, you know, we can all safely go outside again and we're, you know, met somewhere awesome in this world, on the streets, in some big, beautiful city or countryside or beach town or wherever, running around on a DDP or vibing or both and just living our best lives, helping inspire change. Um, through just expressing ourselves and that thank you for hosting that space constantly, you know, for place for inhibitions to just be swept away and for the ego to dissolve and for me to show up to my own show with a mermaid tail on my head and all of the things. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you for, sharing your voice and starting this channel you're already a very wonderful interviewer 
Thank you very much. It's very new for me still, and it is still very intimidating, so that means a lot. No, it's good. You got it. I want to also promote these a little bit more jammy packs because I'm like a really big proponent of them. Where can people find them? If you're in the States, go to jammypack.com. If you're in Canada, you should message us, theddp.com. So I have a big stash in anticipation of apocalypses. So ready to ship them out. And yeah, soon we're going to be launching our party power-ups, party clothing line. So shades, these are actually, people think they're pit vipers, but they're these 1990s safety glasses that are painted and now way cooler and way more legit. So we'll have shades, power bands, hats, jammy packs, um, capes, all kinds of things to elevate your party experience to the highest possible level and yeah again the parties are this friday and saturday the ddp.com every friday and saturday right a jock does every friday for the vibe and then ddp saturdays